This is the Professional Stepdad Podcast, where we share stories, strategies, and ideas from men just like you to answer one question and one question only. How can I be a better stepdad? And we are back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Episode 34 of the Professional Stepdad Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, Awesome, amazing weekend, gentlemen. I was able to successfully move my daughter, my oldest daughter, into her new apartment. She's a sophomore in college already. Man, man, time goes fast. But I am a little tired, mainly because I drove 11 hours um, yesterday just to get home. We took kind of the, the scenic route, which was fun, but a great time for my wife and I, because my wife went with me. Great time for her and I to connect and bond and have fun and enjoy ourselves. But we are one uh, one child down. We have four left in the house. Uh, so again, awesome. It's interesting when you when you say goodbye to one of the kids, you know, after you've kind of like been through this whole journey. So, you know, this over the last 10 years, um, the, uh, the emotions that were there with her, like how she hugged me and how she said goodbye to me. It was just, just, it was awesome. It was awesome, gentlemen. So I just want you guys to know when you put in the work, you put in the time, you put in the energy, you put in the effort and you focused on yourself and you focus on doing the right things amazing things happen. And yesterday or the day before yesterday, it was an amazing day. So we're going to kind of jump into a couple things. Um, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to be having a guest this week on the podcast, um, fellow stepdad, him and I are going to kind of go through, um, his thoughts and his, I, his, the, the way he sees his journey. Um, first connected with him after I saw him post something on, on a, on a Facebook group I belong to where he just kind of let everybody have it, right? He let everybody have it, meaning like he was just like, everybody on here is a bunch of whiners and complainers, and all you guys do is is come on here and post about it, all the things that are horrible in your life. And if you don't want to be there, you shouldn't have, you know, jumped in. The front. I mean, you guys, he just let everybody have it. And so I reached out to him. I thought it was interesting because um, he's, he's going to definitely have a, a, a point of view on his journey that is going to be very uh, relatable to a lot of stepdads out there who are kind of looking for the answers. Um, So I read this post from a gentleman on on Facebook, and I kind of wanted to share it with you guys because it was very interesting. And it has to do with an individual's relationship with um, how they, you know, their core value. Okay. So their values and beliefs and how they were raised, it has to do with their relationship with money. And, uh, so this stepdad jumps on and, and he starts complaining about how his 12 year old son is obsessed with shoes. So quick disclaimer, kids are, kids get obsessed with all sorts of things, whether it's toys in the beginning from Legos to star Wars stuff to my son was, my son was Lego star Wars, Nerf guns. Now it's, uh, overtime gear, basketball shoes, and it's not cheap stuff, right? It's, it's expensive stuff. So this gentleman comes on and he starts talking about how, 
um, his son is obsessed with shoes and he can't stand it. And he, and it, it bothers him that his son thinks he could just ask for these $150 Jordans or this expensive, these expensive, um, these expensive shoes that he obviously, you know, he can't afford. And so he's letting everybody know it. And as I'm reading his post, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to take myself through the mind of this gentleman and why he decided to come on here and post it. And, um, and I think what's really important to, to understand in this, when he comes on here and he says, you know, he, he thinks he can have, he thinks he can just ask for these expensive shoes and we're just going to give it to him. And, 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 and doesn't he understand how expensive these are? And, and I'm, I'm sick and tired of his obsession with shoes and, and more importantly, expensive shoes. And so again, first kids are kids. They don't understand the concept of money yet. He's 12. They don't understand the value of money yet. They're 12. What they know is, is that they see something shiny and they want it. They see something they think is cool and they want it. That's just, that's as far as their thought process goes, right? It's not until later in life when you become an adult where you begin to think and analyze and, and compare and contrast the severity or the, um, you know, the complications that could come from spending $150 on shoes because it, you know, you have bills to pay and college to pay for and, and medical stuff. And, and as adults, we can, we can properly, um, analyze the situation and say, should I, or should I not get this because, and then fill in the blank. But for a child, he just sees shoes, right? And it's just his love and his obsession for shoes. First and foremost, it's really, really cool that he's, that this little boy is obsessed with shoes because it means that he, he found something that he loves so much, even if it's at this point in time in his life. And, you know, when he's going to his stepdad and he's like, and he's just sharing this information with him when it comes to these shoes, I think the step, the stepdad is focusing so much on the, the monetary um, label and you know how much these shoes cost and the fact that this kid doesn't understand the value of money and he's so he's so focused on that that he's missing out on the bigger picture the fact that his stepson is wanting to include him in his little world he's wanting to he's communicating that through his through his through his actions he's communicating that through the fact that he's coming to you and say look at these shoes and check out these and oh, I want these and do you think I can get these for Christmas and all these things and he's just wanting to include you in his world there are so many different things that you can do in your in your on your along your journey especially when it comes to teaching kids the value of money where this this stepdad could have easily looked at this and been like you know this is a great opportunity to connect with my stepson to really to to really speak his language to you know get on the same level to build a stronger relationship but instead he just focuses on money which brings me to the point of this podcast today which is like the ripple effect this ripple effect that you know when you throw a rock in the water and you know skips across the top and you see this ripple and these are that's a, that's the cause and effect and the ripple effect that you are having on your stepson's post, you know, on your stepson's future based off of your inherited beliefs and values that you gained from your childhood. So this stepdad is, is coming at this scenario all wrong. He's coming at the scenario based on the way he was raised on his relationship with money, on his relationships with like how to spend it, what to ask for, what's too expensive. He probably, you know, regularly tells this his stepson money doesn't grow on trees and blah 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 so first and foremost again another disclaimer 
step that's not that stepdad's fault. He's just never taken the time to work on himself. And because of that, it's having a, a it's cause and effect. It's having an effect on his relationship with his stepson to where it could be such a positive thing. And instead, he's only focusing on the negative, which is how much it costs. And he's missing out on an opportunity to teach his son how to earn, um, how to place value on something, um, how to set a goal. You know, if your son comes up to you and says, hey, I want a pair of $125 shoes, I don't care what position you are in life, whether you are a millionaire or you are just making it, $125 for a pair of shoes is a, is a lot of money, period. But if there are ways to see the teaching moment within that scenario to really lay a great uh, belief like a belief and a value system when it comes to in, in reference to money, then what you're doing is you're teaching your, your, your child, you're teaching your stepson, stepdad, you're teaching him the importance of setting goals and going after something. I mean, again, you're doing this only because you don't know any better. You don't know any better because you jumped into the relationship and you probably decided that you, you could take care of it. You can handle it. I mean, you're a man. You, you know how to raise a kid. I mean, look at you. You made it, right? But the problem is, is that you're jumping into this relationship and you're jumping into this new journey. Or into, you're, you're moving into this. You're moving into this journey in the beginning or, or in the middle or the end, wherever you are. Um, I'm wanting to make sure that I articulate this correctly because sometimes when I talk about the relationship and the values and beliefs with an ind another individual, they have a really hard time grasping it. They have a really hard time grasping that because their, their uh, what do they call that? Their inherited beliefs that they have, inherited values that they have and the way they were raised, it's so ingrained in them that it, it's automatic. It's an automatic response. Bah, bah. It's an automatic response when it comes to defending um, the ignorance of the past. And it's important to understand that there are plenty of things that you can take out of your childhood. I used to be the person that would only complain about my parents being alcoholics or not having money or being the only Hispanic in my neighborhood or not being smart enough to be in school. I used to blame my parents for everything until I finally took responsibility and been like, holy shit, that's all on me. Once I left my parents' house, that's it, it's on me. It's not their fault anymore. They did the best they could. You know, I have to keep reminding myself that before I came along, my parents were single. They were selfish, like every other single person is. And they raised me the best way they knew how, but they were raising me and they taught me things based off of their inherited beliefs and values. So it's important to remember that when you jump into this relationship, when you jump into this, uh, when you become a parent, it's important to remember and it's important to do that self-check. Like, what I'm about to say, how I'm about to handle the situation, what I'm about to do, is it going to be a positive effect on my child's future? Is he going to have the same beliefs and values that I have with money, which is it doesn't grow on trees? Or am I going to teach him the importance of goal setting, the importance of chasing a dream, the importance of if you want something, you got to set a goal, you got to put a time limit on it, and then you got to start. You got to start, you know, with more chores, door-to-door -door service, uh, maybe doing, you know, little fundraisers for for yourself or shoes. I mean, these are things that, these are little tiny things that you can teach your kids that are, that so they, so they build into their internal system. If I want something, I've got to set a goal, I've got to have a purpose, and I've got to take the first step and I've got to go. And I can't think about I, um, good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just what I want. 
And this, again, this stepdad is missing, missing the point. He's missing the point, and instead of waking up, because he probably doesn't even know he's asleep, he's coming, he comes onto the, you know, onto social media, and he posts because he wants the, he wants everybody to hear his problems. Everybody over here, look at me. I've got a big problem. You know, my son doesn't understand the importance of money. Can you believe this? It's, it's incredible that he thinks he could just get shoes that are, you know, this expensive. Instead of just, again, understanding that this is a great teaching point, your stepson, your son, right? He is, he's sharing his little world with you. He's inviting you in. And he wants you to be just as excited about those shoes. And you're choosing to only focus on the money and why he can't have it or why he, why it's too expensive. And it's a missing, you're missing the point. So what's the, what's the learning? What do you, what's the, what's the, what's the point of this whole conversation? What are you doing right now with your children that was done to you? Meaning the way you're teaching them about life. Are you putting limitations on them based off of your current beliefs and values? Or are you recognizing that they can, you know, are you recognizing, holy crap, like this is a great teaching moment and I'm going to use this as a chance to not only better myself, but to really instill these new values and these new beliefs into my, my stepkids. So when they grow up, that ripple effect is different, right? Like you're, you're, you're changing their future. But if you continue to, it's like poverty, guys. Poverty is inherited. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of sh kickback and shit from some of you guys saying, no, it's not. You know, some people weren't born into it. Listen, it's all mind. It's all mind. It's all the way they were taught, their beliefs, their values. It's, it's an inherited belief. And it's an, an, it, it, you don't understand how to properly manage your money, properly manage your life, understand that there's a balance, understand that you set goals, understand there's a commitment to working on yourself. If you don't understand these key factors, um, you will no doubt end up just like your parents. Um, if you have parents that, that are really successful but chose not to teach you anything and they wanted to like, you know, figure it out for yourself because I made it and I worked my ass off and now you got to figure it out for yourself. That's also the same recipe for disaster because what they're not teaching. And again, this is this is something that is not taught in any of our schools. Goal setting isn't taught in any of our schools. How to set proper goals, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly, and breaking those up into different parts of our life isn't taught in school. They'll teach us all about math and about English and about science and about and about social studies. And they'll teach us crazy quantum physics and you know you can go to generalized and specialized school, but what they won't teach you is the value and the importance of setting goals for yourself. So the ripple effect that you have right now, you can change the future or you can allow it to stay the same, period. You may not know it because you don't understand it. You may not even know that you're doing these certain things. But a lot of the way, a lot of the things that you're teaching your kids were taught to you by your parents or your, or your, or maybe you don't have parents, but by your social influence, whomever raised you. And you have to ask yourself, what I'm teaching my kids, how I'm living my life. Is this the way that I would want them to live it? Do I want them to struggle like I did? Do I want them to have the same um, belief system when it comes to money? Or do I want them to think different? Do I want them to shoot for the stars and no goals too too big and 
And there's an importance in, in setting daily reminders and recommendations and commitments to yourself. Do I want that? And if that's what you want for your kids, then first and foremost, you got to start working on it on you, right? And I, I bring this up all the time, guys, because um, for this stepdad, you can clearly see, and again, proof is in the pudding, right? I told you guys I'm very good at reading things. You can see with this stepdad that just based off his complaint, that he's never worked on himself. He doesn't even understand why he's saying that or why. He just probably doesn't even understand he's going to justify his belief in money and the importance of of his his uh you know what he's trying to teach his son. And he has no idea that he's he's going at it backwards or he is he, he is he's not awake and he has no idea that he's he's deliberately no not deliberately He's unconsciously teaching his kids and raising his stepson the way he was raised. And then that's not going to work. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. And, and, and then you're going to, this gentleman, because he doesn't see the importance of his, of his son going, hey, dad, come into my world. Come into my world. Because here's the thing. There is a lot of stepsons. There's a lot of little boys out there between the ages of 10 and 14 who really, I mean, that's a really it's a really good, it's a really important time for um, a young man to have this father figure in their life. And it, let's say bio dad's in the picture and stepdad's in the picture, whether they get along or not, um, chances are because of the same era that they were raised in, chances are that they are going to be almost parallel when it comes to teaching about money and about getting what you want. And they, this, this kid will never learn the importance of goal setting ever. And he will, he will think he will grow up to believe that you can't just get what you want. You gotta, you gotta work really, really hard for it. And, and, and hopefully you can get it one day, but you gotta make sure that it fits within your budget. And, and man, that's just stills, it's still, it's, it stills the dreams of these little kids. I mean, for, don't get me wrong. I don't just give my son anything at all. I teach him the importance of goal setting. My son comes to me and says, dad, I want X. I say, great. You want X. You got to go A, B, C, or D. You got to finish these things. You got to set specific goals. I'll give you X amount of time. And then at that X amount of time, we're going to judge where you are. And then at that moment of time, I will help you recenter yourself to get back on track. And by this date, this is the amount of money we want to have. And what I usually do is I'm like, listen, hypothetically, my son wants something for a hundred bucks. Okay, I will, I will, I will pay half if you can get to half. And we make an agreement. <clears throat> we set a time and a date on it. We set these goals. I put, got him a little whiteboard in his room, and I, I make him write down the little things that he has to do to get to these, to this amount of money. And away he goes. And uh, and nine times out of ten, by the time we we get to that day that we set that we kind of want to, this is where you want to be at this date. Nine times out of ten, he's gone above and beyond that amount that he wanted and then he sees holy you know if i just keep going a little bit i, I mean hey dad i'm at 60 bucks i only need 40 dollars more go just keep going then if you think you can do it by yourself keep going i'll help you along the way but it's it just that's teaching him that if those are beliefs and values that i'm teaching him be like okay if you want something set those goals and go for it right and i will not get in your way i'm not going to give you some bullshit excuse about why you can't have it I'm going to tell you why you can, but what you need to do in order to earn it. So it's important for, for, 
it's important for you stepdads to understand this. If you have a 12 year old son, if you have a 12 year old daughter and they are wanting things that are expensive and they're sharing it with you all the time and they, and you, they feel they're a little bit obsessed, whatever that with, with whatever that subject matter is, they're inviting you into the world. They're wanting you to communicate with them properly. They're being like, they want you to, they want you to be just as excited as they are. And you should be because they're, they're opening up to you. And this is your opportunity to freaking plant that flag of, of trust and that you'll listen and that you'll get excited with them and that you'll research on the internet with them for the shoes they want. Even if you don't get those shoes, it's still fun to do because you guys can smile and laugh. Trust me. I know. Cause I've done it with my son. So, um, but it's that ripple effect, right? It's like, can you change those inherited beliefs? What you do now will have a huge effect on them later. And what you don't do now will have a huge effect on them later. Regardless of your bio dad or your stepdad, if you are the man in the house, you are the leader, which means you are setting examples. And the question is, is what are they going to learn? Are they going to, are they going to learn the same thing that you learned? Are they going to believe the same thing that you believe? Or are you going to wake up, work on yourself, understand and figure out, holy crap, why am I, why don't I see the lesson and why don't i see the opportunity in 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 this scenario this dad doesn't see the opportunity all he sees is the opposition he sees what's not going to work or what's hard to get or what's so expensive he's focused so much on the money that he's missing the importance of the moment and that's important to understand that it's also his not it's not his fault his not fault it's also not his fault right it's not, he just never worked on himself. So brings me full circle back to what I'm always telling you guys, which is this. In your new family, no matter what year you're in, if you aren't doing the little things to work on you first, if you aren't doing the self-work, if you aren't identifying your faults and building on your strengths so that when you get put into a moment where it's a lesson that can be taught and new beliefs and values that can be instilled, that will have a ripple effect in that in your child's timeline towards you know a happier life if you're not doing these things that can help cause this positive effect then do not complain to me or anybody else about why things aren't working because uh it's it's at the end of the day when all comes down when it boils down to the knitting the meats and potatoes it's your fault. It's your fault for not doing the work. It's your fault for not understanding the importance of, of the self, the self work. Um, so ripple effect guys, ripple effect. And this is, this is almost a 22 minute talk on simply this guy's statement on shoes, which is, which is weird, but what's, I mean, what, ask yourself that question. What lesson can you learn from this? Are you missing out on the opportunities when you're, Stepchild comes up to you, stepdad, and wants to share with you their world of obsession, whether it's dolls, toys, uh, shoes, classes, dance, basketball, you name it. When you're hearing this, are you only focusing on the, on the, on the monetary value of it, like how expensive it is? And oh my God, are you kidding me? Those are how many? Those are how much money? Like, are you only focused on that? Shit, is your, is your spouse only, your partner, or is she only focused on that? 
because I'm always telling you guys, hey guys, work on you, work on you first. Jumping into the relationship, don't worry about the kids. Don't worry about your partner yet. Be present, Be keep the lines of communication open, but start that work on you now. But on the, on the, on the flip side of that coin, it's important to your partner that she needs to start doing the self work too. Because if you're working on you and you're waking up to your flaws and to the things that you need to work on to be better, if you're waking up to it and your partner is not, then you guys are going to clash, right? Because you guys are not going to believe the same thing. She's going to continue to, to parent and to believe the way she was taught. You are doing this new thing where you're, understanding that there's an importance of goal setting and commitments and that you can attain anything and you're going to leave her behind or vice versa. She's going to leave you behind if she's the one doing the work. That's why once you start working on yourself, once you kind of like, oh shit, it is my fault. I'm not my parents. These are my kids. It's not about the DNA. It's about who's there, who's the leader, who's the listener, who's communicating better. Can they trust you? Are you building that trust? That's the important part. Are you waking up to that? Because if you are, then awesome. Because once you get to that point where you're like, okay, and you grab it out of the air, right there, guys, that's responsibility, self-responsibility. Then it's time to work on the partner stuff. That's when you go to your wife and your partner and you say, hey, listen, this is what I'm learning about myself and I'd like you to learn the same thing and I'd like for us to do it together. There's really a big, huge importance in goal setting and I want to do it together. I want to, I want you and I to set goals for our relationship and for our health and for our wealth and for our family. I want you to, you and I to set it together and I want you and I to hold each other accountable. The best accountable partner that you can have is right in your home. She or he is right there. The accountability is there. Take advantage of it. But there's a ripple effect and that's the title of this episode, the ripple effect. What you do now will have huge consequences for your kid's future. What you do, not what their dad does, not what grandma does, not what Stephanie, Aunt Stephanie does or Bill from work. What you do, you are the leader. What you do today, what you do now, and how you change the way you think, act, speak, and feel will have a ripple effect on your kid's future. 20 years from now, will they look back at you and say, thank you so much for teaching me the importance of just going after the things that I want, but setting obtainable goals and having benchmarks and having an accountability partner. Thank you so much for teaching me these things. Or are, are they, are they going to get 20 years from now and kind of be like where I was and where you probably still are, which is, you know, it's just the way I was taught. It's what I believe. Like, you know, that's, and you kind of like, you accept and you defend the way you were raised because of your pride or your ignorance, one of the two. So life lesson in just <laughs> in fucking shoes, life lesson in shoes, guys. Your kid comes up to you and they're obsessed with something. Listen, they're trying to communicate something with you. Listen, engage, help do some study of your own. They start talking about hypothetical. I'm just, I, I always bring up Jordans and shoes because my son's obsessed with Jordans right now. He saw the last dance. And that's the way he went, which makes me very happy because Michael Jordan's my favorite player. Um, but he saw The Last Dance, loves Jordans. Now he wants Jordans. Now he obsesses about Jordans. All he does is look at them online and tries to find, you know, affordable ones. And he's, I mean, you guys can't see this, but down here are all of his old shoes that he cleaned up. Okay. He cleaned up and he did the laces and he washed everything because he wants to sell his old shoes so he can get one pair of Jordans. 
cool. And I'm helping him do it because he's, he came to me with that. That was the cool thing. You know, I've done the work over the last year, you know, the last four or five years with my son to where now he's like, hey, dad, I really want these pair of Jordans. They're $185. Okay. Um, so what I want to do, dad, is I want to take all my old shoes, the shoes I don't wear anymore. I want to clean them up and I want to sell them online, even if it's for something cheap, just to start. I'm like, cool, let's do that. And away we went. That's as easy as it was. It wasn't me arguing with him or saying it can or cannot work. Nor did I go, you know what, son, you're good. I'll just buy them for you. Or, or say something stupid, which is they're too expensive. You cannot get them. Are you kidding me? I mean, imagine, imagine this, the wind that was, is taken out of a child's sails when you just place that fault on them. Like, I cannot believe you're asking for something so expensive. Are you kidding me? just takes the wind out of their cells. Then they never want to come to you and talk anymore. <clears throat> they don't want to communicate with you anymore. They don't want to share with you in their world. It's going to be very hard for this gentleman to get past and over this hump with his son because he's basically what he's telling his son is, is that what you like, what you're, what you're into, I don't care about because it's too expensive. Find something cheaper. And the kid's listening and he's going to go, okay. So now the next time that he wants to share something with his stepdad, he's not going to say it for, because of fear, he's, a, he's, he's gonna be fearful of ridicule. He's gonna be fearful of what you may or may not say and what the reasons why he can't have it. And then you're gonna see that relationship get further and further apart. So wake up, gentlemen. If, if your children are speaking to you with an obsession about something, listen. Get equally obsessed. Even I mean, and when I say equally, because you can't magic it, but just feed in. To it listen do your own little tiny research and talk to them about it man it'll light up their world ripple effect all right guys thanks for joining me i'll talk to you guys later bye stay focused productions